Peace to everybody. Yeah, what's up? What's up? So we can start off if everybody just wants, Dennis, if you want to start off, just everybody introduce themselves and we can get into it. You know, we're just going to start it off with uh, if you have any um, political side, like I said, you can just get that out the way and we can just start from there. Uh, yeah, man. My, my name is Dennis Amadeus. Uh, most of y'all actually knew me as Dennis Lemmerman, though, back, <laughs> uh, back in the day. <laughs> or D-Rod, D- if you played basketball. Um, there's a poet in Tampa who goes by D-Rod, and his first name is Dennis. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, outside of that, my political affiliation is to the people at, at the most as I can, and then second to, you know, those who are around me and that I influence and can, you know, I mean, touch, so. Uh, that's the best way I could put it. I, I, I don't. I don't think I align to one specific political view all the time. Preach, preach. That's the way to do it. Whoever want to take the floor next. I'm Steve. Uh, I'm a little bit younger than probably everyone here. Definitely younger than Justin, though. That's for sure. Oh damn! No, Shots no. <laughs> the old guy. Give me with the old guy shit. <laughs> Listen, you've been old since I was young. So. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I'm mostly center-right, but I'm registered independent. Uh, my biggest thing right now is just the misinformation campaigns on, on from every side. Is you know, I just try to target that misinformation and correct it and try and explain to people, like, yo, not everything that they're giving us is accurate. You know what I mean? Whether it's COVID, politically, anything. Uh, I'm an EMT. I've been dealing with this uh, COVID shit since it started. So, you know, I, I've seen everything, really. So, you know. Salute to you. Salute to you on that. Salute to you on the front lines. Yep. Yes, sir. Who's that next? <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'm Angelo. Uh, some of you guys know me. Some don't. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm weird, you know. I like <laughs> <laughs> we all we're yeah. all ready. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I, I would say I'm more like, like like Dennis said, I'm for the people. Whatever seems right should be right, you know. And everything, you got to keep the peace and see what the fuck all this shit's about, man. Like this shit got to stop. It's genocide before our eyes, and I don't like it, man. I don't like it. But um, yeah. Couldn't say it better myself, bro. Couldn't say it better myself. To the only queen in the chat room. The floor is yours. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'm Heaven. I know pretty much everyone in here. Uh, politically, I've been an anarchist since I learned what the word meant. And but I am a registered Republican, but that's only because my ex actually worked for Trump. <laughs> okay. Notice how she said ex, everybody. <laughs> what? So notice how you said X. <laughs> I wasn't giving up my chance to go to an inaugural ball. There you go. Can't blame that. Can't blame yeah. that. I'm and, not uh, mad at you. Once in a lifetime. I'm just going to get off the top. I'm a proud Trump supporter and I've been. Vo- yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I was just joking. joking. <laughs> now, nah, honestly, I'll be honest. Quite frank, I've never voted before in my life. I, I do want to this year, honestly, I do, but I just want to surround myself with the right information first, like first and foremost. Oh, I guess I'll go last. Um, I'm Justin. What up, y'all? Y'all may know me as Thought. Hi, I mean, Justin. Like, what up, y'all? <laughs> um, wow. I teeter between not giving a fuck and being an anarchist, so. Um, I was, I voted for Jill Stein and I've been, um, like working with the Green Party when everybody voted for Obama, voted for Cynthia McKinney in 08. Um, and I'm just, I'm just for, like I said, like, since I'm like a Fred Hampton disciple, I'm for the people and, and work for the people in the people's best interests. And so... I don't know. These these two candidates really represent the worst of what America has to offer to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for, so, sure. for sure, for sure. So, 
No yeah, one yeah. is in the one percent. So you know, as far as political affiliation, I guess I'm just me. That's that's as best as I can explain it. <clears throat> All right. So I mean, to piggyback off what you just said, Jay, th- these two political candidates are couldn't be even shittier. So should I vote for Kanye? Oh my <laughs> God! No, Berman <laughs> Supreme. Vote for Berman Supreme. <laughs> I mean, there is the third party candidate. I don't know if you want to vote for her, but no, Jorgensen. Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know who. That's the uh, independent. Okay. All I right, think so- we have for the boot collectively. <laughs> yeah. We all need a boot. Every elected official and appointed official gets the fucking boot. Yeah. Everybody on corporate welfare gets the fucking boot. We need to like literally go through all of these. We have so many laws that they, the jet, like the accounting office of our own government couldn't count the number of laws we have in four years. They were hmm. still counting. Wow. 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 And see, like, we're all right on. The power is with the people. Like you think about the people you know in your life and the people you talk to. Nobody's okay with like any of the shit that's going on. Yeah, no one. that's the alarming part. Yeah. No one. But Truly. what is it? What does it take to change that? Is voting going to change that, or is I don't it think something so. different? I think is there something? Go... Oh, sorry, Angela. No, no, you're good. You're good. No, but I just I'm just wondering like, what's really going to change it? Is voting going to change the system that we have in place? Or is this going to continue until they all die and then their kids pick up the reins or whatever? You That's know? it. You yeah, it lifetime politicians. Yeah, it's just like they get... generational politics. That's what that is. That's nepotism. My... Yeah, that's my whole nepotism. Thing. Right. <laughs> I'm it's tired of I'm tired of that whole rhetoric of go out vote, go vote, 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 and it's just like, what if I don't agree with the systems in place? Like, what am I yeah. voting on? Like, or, or what is my other recourse? Yeah, you, you gotta pick the person that agrees with the most shit, not all of the shit that you believe in. Yeah, that's yeah. the crazy thing. But then you get supreme for me. Yeah, I think you get two <laughs> candidates like Biden and Trump, and you just wonder like, what's really in the best interest of everybody? You know. Well, it's a hard Biden's a hard sell. Like the dude's a weirdo. He's fucking sniffing little girl's hair. Uh, yeah. The guy oh has passed policies against like uh communities, like ghettos and shit. The guy's not a good fucking dude. He flip flops, bro. He was against gay marriage after Obama was for it. Like, come on. <laughs> it was like two thousand nine. This now, guy's you, still You think that's a reason why uh homeboy didn't endorse him yet? Who, Obama? Yeah. Didn't Obama endorse him? I, I'm not yeah, sure. Obama endorsed him hard in the like DNC. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the DNC. Okay. And then before the DNC started, my thing with, with Biden is the 1994 crime bill, mm. the mandatory minimums that he pushed, right. the, 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 the three strikes laws he pushed. He basically, he basically is along with Hillary Clinton as um, typecasting young black men as super predators. So I, I, I definitely have remnants of him like being like the symbol of Giuliani and why if anybody lived in New York City <laughs> while Giuliani was running, you have no idea <laughs> what the hell you were in for. So to me, he represents that. And that by far to me, what I saw in NYC during the Giuliani years that was is far worse. Right? That was stopping. That was that was before stopping Frisk. That was before stopping. That was we're talking like nine six nine seven nine eight oh, okay. when when police when police used to uh, have this um, policy called broken windows, where mm-hmm. they would kick people off the streets, beat up the poor and and make people work for their their welfare but then you know they have no shelters to live at but then they would beat their ass for sleeping on trains and and in train stations so biden for me represents that new york and that shit is horrific and i never want to see that go back and i mean kamala ain't no much better she ain't much better oh, like what the uh, shit she was doing like yeah that much I do know. So yeah, shit. prosecutor that smoke weed and prosecuted people for weed, like yeah, but that's crazy. Wasn't she also like suppressing like DNA evidence to help people get out of this? Oh, situation? every prosecutor is doing that. It's every lawyer, like, everyone. 
is all doing that. Yeah. You got a point. You got a point. I, I'm, for real, if it's your friend, guess what, bro? You're beating it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Shit, how many times have you seen that? Countless. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. If there wasn't social outcry for that abandoned kid in Port Jervis, the girl who left her baby to freeze, if there wasn't social outcry, that's a cop's daughter. She's not getting arrested. Mm. Mm. Everybody on that page is bugging out when they heard that news. Yeah, yeah mm. I'm not even. I'm not familiar with, with that. What, what happened? Uh, a girl had a, a baby. It was preterm, but it was alive. It was in the middle of February or January. She left it outside to freeze to death, rather than like dropping it off at like a fire station or a church, someone who could take it in, or even the hospital. So the baby died, and it was a police, a port cop's daughter. From what I had read, wow. dang, I didn't hear that part. Wow, so, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> go ahead, Dennis. You can, you can go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I, I, I don't take a left. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I have, I have such a bad taste in my mouth for Port Jervis. You know, when I Easy. even the mayor, uh, I, I know for the fact, you know that the mayor when he was a cop. Uh, that oh my was, god. Man, Pre preach. When I saw that he was a mayor, I, I literally felt sad in my chest. I was yeah. like, oh, that's mm -hmm. so sad. I'm so sorry that he's the mayor of that town now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, things like that. I think, you know, and that, that just kind of ties into so much, man. I, I think, uh, you know, with the political system, it's it's like I, I used to be real anti-voting. I'm not a citizen um, of America, so I can't I, I'm, I can't vote. I never have been able to vote. And um but uh, uh, so I've always had this outside view of it. And I think what happens is there's a clear uh, propaganda thing where people, you know, there's a clear something where they're like, all right, we're going to now split people apart intentionally because you can literally feel it. Like nobody is giving a shit until like a specific time. It feels like now with yeah. Trump, it's been a little bit more, more uh, out there because he's been in office. But I feel like you can almost feel like they're like, Somebody is, and it sounds conspiracy theorist, but they're like, this is what we're doing. We're splitting the country. And so I think with politics, it goes, it's like, you have to really focus on the local ones, the ones that you know personally, the ones that you can hold accountable right in front of I your face. I was just about to ask um, that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, I think sometimes we forget, uh, we really forget, especially in the internet age, that our politicians in our cities, we can talk to directly face to face real easily. Right. Yeah. I think, I think being involved in local government is very important. Long of your elderman and going, you know, being either involved or to abreast to those city council meetings, knowing who your alderman is, knowing um, who your representatives are for, for that state, you know what I'm saying, for that uh, um, zone of where you live at. I think that's very important. Um, I think when we get into national politics and like you know just geopolitics in general there's so many variables that we have to consider first we have to you have to consider you know who you are and what money you do not have to affect the system if, if any is anybody here familiar with uh claude anderson by any chance i never heard oh. of um, not the bell. is that a female um, male male uh he talked about like powernomics and how um that's the, like, that the, dude with the bald dude with the glasses yeah 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 <laughs> black bald dude with the glasses right out of all the things i've seen come out of the movement that was the most i think that like that was the one if we were if i had to choose one way to every yes yes you know what i'm saying it was basically it was basically like reverse lot. It was basically like reverse, um, reverse lobbying, like conscious being a conscious lobbyist, right? Lobbyist. We're basically, we know that politics. We know that, you know that sometimes it's better either to be in the room or no people in the room. And when I use that euphemism in the room, I mean like having a direct ear as to what is going on in that room. So what affects politics? Politics is basically money. That's, that's what it is. And, and he was talking about building some type of economic base. You cannot, you cannot forge a political campaign without politics. Without, I mean, without money. You can't. 
So his 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 baseline was just basically having building an economic structure to where you can be in those rooms. Um, what I'll say is my uncle was in the hospital this coming uh, this weekend over um, stomach pains and and everything else. But my my uh, my cousin was allowed in the hospital. A lot of people aren't. And the reason she was allowed in the hospital was because my uncle is on the board for that hospital. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. He's in the room. You know what I'm saying? So so I think I think being in the room and getting us to a stage where we can get in the room is 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 more important. Like Heaven talked about, I'm not gonna miss out on on going to to this to these presidential events you may not like to do but it helps to be in the room because then you can hear what's being planned who's planning what and and how these talks go on i think we severely undervalue that yeah i think pe- too many people get uh attached personally and then just mm-hmm. automatically just mm-hmm. knocks everything out Anything that's not doesn't fit me is out the window. Yep. Yeah. 100%. That emotional trigger. Yeah. Right. It's not even like their own emotions. It's like trained thought processes. Like oh. it's like their brain is literally programmed to work that way and just be emotional and shut down anything that doesn't fit. But when you hear mm-hmm. the same story a hundred times, you know what and I mean? Not on true. every channel you put on there, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? You turn so, on to the same channel. That's all it is. So do you do you all, you guys all feel like um, especially this especially this time of days with all like Steve said in the beginning all the misinformation being spread out there's a lot of all, all, just like the personal pressure especially from like popularity and like what's the cool way to think like you do you guys feel like that has something to do with the trend of of which way the country is going lately? Oh my God! Yeah. I think yeah. easy is ignorance. It's easy to be ignorant to these things. You can't form a, an emotional component to it. Like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know anything about that. So why should I speak on it versus going out and getting educated on the matter? Yeah. And now you can find groups that will support your ignorance. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that's a big thing. Yeah. Your information. Now you got the whole clan of a cult of idiots. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, that's hard. <laughs> that's that's real. That's real. That's real. They're like setting each other off for the wrong information. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Like, that's um, like, what is that called? Um, like cognitive bias. Like they just wanna. They want things that confirm their beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Dissonance. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm yeah cognitive dissonance. No. But uh, if you like, you know, if you like the algorithms work against people too, just like your thought process, like if you think or if you're searching up certain shit in a certain way, you're going to get the information that you look for. Yeah. Uh Like, you know, like when things come out, like Jacob Blake got shot in the back and people pull up his criminal records. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Is it right or not for cops to turn Judge Dredd and start shooting people? Like, yeah. And predominantly black people is killing fucking communities, and out of what fear they're scared. And that I feel like that is furthering the divide between the, between yeah, everybody. Definitely. But it's yeah. also an attempt to discredit Jacob as to justify his the cops' mm-hmm. actions. Yeah, and I think at yeah. its core, that's all it is. Yeah, like I'll tell you right now, like I know people who move real shit. Justin yeah. will tell you too you know, move really crazy and if this should happen to them, there wouldn't be anywhere near the amount of, of backlash. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. You watch all these videos of white people wrestling with cops or getting in and out of their car or fussling around and shit for people that mm-hmm. you know, that are black or Hispanic or any any minority group, they get shot over and it's like yeah. that ain't right to me, you know? And I'm a yeah. I grew up in a cop household. Yeah. So it's like first-hand, first-hand experience to both sides, really. So and what it is, seems, go ahead, Dave. Go oh ahead, my bad. I was, gonna, I was gonna say it seems like it's trained into them, like mm-hmm. they, they seek and they do, and they have this certain um, notion about people. I don't know. It's like it's definitely racism because what else is it? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck else is it? So what's everybody's views on this? Uh, defund uh, the police and on everybody's interpretation of it. Oh. I I definitely think like like the 
they should cut back, man. You don't need fucking 10 patrol cars and a population less than 8,000. You don't need fucking 100, like, thousands of cops inside of New York City. You don't need that. Like, yeah. it's create. It's way too much. It puts pressure on them to meet a quota, and they're out searching for people to, to pop. Like, Yeah, because I think that there's a, a misconception, and I maybe I could be wrong. I think there's a misconception when people hear the word the phrase defund the police that they mean eradicate police in totality. Yeah. No, no. My understanding is it's just cutting them back, like reducing the funding for the police. Put resources throughout the community. Yeah, like spread that. resources to the community. Yeah. yeah, spread that spread that out spread that out over um over your community. My you know, I try to take the emotionalism out of it. Um when it comes to uh, my encounters with police and, and police in general. Um, but what I will say is that you did see an uptick of militarized police after 9-11. The budget increased for policing mm -hmm. under the guise of a terror attack. And you started seeing police officers getting new Dodge Charger engines every year, yeah. especially yeah. these subsidies for these small towns. Poor Jervis. You know, poor Jervis, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> looking like, <laughs> looking like fake ass boss boss hogs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you definitely saw uptick in the militarization of it. You also saw a lot of people coming back from the Ar Iraq War with PTSD joining these police forces. You also saw, I also saw a lot of people personally that got bullied that went into the police force that got bullied by black people in school that went out to get a job to intentionally antagonize black people. Mm -hmm. I've seen it and I'm not, I've seen it in a small town and who's to say it has not happened in other towns yeah. across anywhere USA. The problem with giving the police officers a military budget is they get carte blanche with law, meaning qualified immunity. So now they just have the weaponry to match their impunity, right? Yeah. The the thing the thing about defunding the police is that taking their budget would be great. But as I've always stated, a revolution starts in the mind. So you really have to start mentally screening some of these motherfuckers yeah, and, sure. and seeing what the hell their background is. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean. See, and I, I think just straight defunding them without making any other changes is just going to make them more frustrated. I think they need yeah. to like, not be able to feel so confident that they're able to do whatever they want. Like have some kind of review, like the citizens review where, you know, once you get like 25 negative, like, hey, this guy's aggressive and he's just a dick for no reason. Like, you lose your badge. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like, solution is always gonna be power to the people, you know, like yeah. let the people actually speak on what's going on. Yeah. I think that that's big too, because it comes to the point where they have all these uh, like internal affairs investigations, like you got people investigating themselves. So it's just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And when it comes to a certain, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I mean, I think uh, Justin hit on a really good point about qualified immunity. I think that's part of the, where the problem lies is, is not only are the police um, not held accountable by uh, the people, but they're not even held accountable by their own system, by their own justice mm -hmm. system. And so mm -hmm. it makes it really hard, uh, you know, to even hold, to, like I said, yeah, it just makes it hard to hold them accountable. And when you have that, that, that's where the distrust comes in. That's where the problem comes in with the community because the community is the ones who are always victims of police brutality at the end of the day. Police right. are never victims of any kind of brutality. You know what I mean? At first, you know, maybe there's civil, civilian violence, but there's no higher authority like pressuring down and, and having the ability to take your freedom and take, you know, your life and, and livelihood, things like that. So they are the higher power that decides that. Right. <laughs> And so, so there has to be there has to be a balance of accountability. Um, right. with defunding the police, that's part of that. Is like, like I think agreed. There's no reason to arm, uh, uh, you know, there's no there's no reason to arm any human being like that against their own civilians. Like it's just gonna develop a military mentality already. Is that the right? Mm -hmm. Black and ARs and some of the stuff that they walk around with, and um, 
and it's also a clearly intimidation tactic because they only do they only walk around with the big heavy gear in specific neighborhoods you know what i mean um and things like that so uh it's just uh i'm, I'm getting a little long-winded but i think there's an end goal of we're defunding the police when people, the more radical people you hear are like, nah, we want them gone. That's where the end goal is not to just take away our source of societal protection, but to create programming and create a culture where self-policing is possible, where we don't need uh, an outside force to come in. And right. Who isn't related to anybody in the neighborhood right. making decisions that affect uh, Yeah, because at the end of the day, do they really, what are they protecting? They're not prevent. They're not in the business of crime prevention. If you really right. want to be real yeah. about it, yeah, so yeah, they're always reactionary. But right. it's. Uh-huh. I think part of it is the war on drugs still because the war on drugs right. allows them into these neighborhoods. They're they're pursuing people for small time crimes and, yeah. and cocaine. You're like, let people do cocaine. Let people do crack. Smoke weed. Do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to do. Just yeah. don't hurt anybody. People it's may simple. take that as what you're saying as like a hyperbole, but yeah. I, no, I, mean, serious, I totally man. agree. I, agree I don't think that. you can police people against themselves. If we're a sovereign nation, you should be a sovereign individual and be able to make those decisions, you know? So I think self-policing is a good idea. Like, obviously, if this shit's not affecting the neighborhood, it's, it shouldn't be a problem, you know? As long as it's not violent. And and there there are studies that suggest that you know, if you legalize drugs today, the fucking the urge to take them would plummet. Because a part of a part of that high is knowing it's illegal. Part of that rush, yeah. Part of that rush is getting uh, obtaining the drug. Like, and I've known people who've smoked and everything. By the time you get it, it's just like, all right, the internal high is fucking going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it's like we did all that to get that, and now it's trash. Now I don't. Even, <laughs> You're hiding you know out somewhere in the woods, yeah. in the car, smoking somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, so to piggyback, like, so which what, what we're all saying, we all basically have the same consensus uh, opinion. But now to back, go back to the political side of it. Which side is more in in favor of that, though? I would say, as long as, if yeah, any. As long yeah. as there is an older, white, rich man <laughs> at the head of the party, yeah. they're going to make decisions for old, white, rich men. Yes, yes representation yes. is key. It don't matter who it is, yeah. what party, one way or another, it's going to benefit them. And that's how I look at it. And realistically, even, you know, and people say we need more women in government, but it's like, I think as individuals, we mostly think for ourselves first. That's the way it should be. Yeah, there's, I think there's definitely a lack of representation, especially at the higher ends of politics, you know, and I think it affects everything. So should there, should there be a limit on, I mean, there's a limit on for presidential terms. Should there be a limit across the board? In Congress, so, absolutely. Come on, man. Like, you once you're six, you can't be a politician no more. Like, that's how it should stop. Like, there should yeah. be a stop at the top. You know, yeah. like, you have a contract. Yeah. You have someone who was in in politics when they established Jim Crow, and they're still serving <laughs> today. You don't think that bleeds over forty years down the line? I mean, you're absolutely right. One hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I was for Jim Crow. Well, what are you for now? You know, <laughs> like, I changed my ways. Completely. I found, <laughs> I found God, as a lot of them would yeah. say. But then their their actions don't match their words, you know. No, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, just hearing all this gets me even more depressed and not want to vote at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's the local thing, man. Look, like, yeah. so I, I don't, I don't want to like harp on it, but like, there's a lot that we all have the power to do right where we are, man. And 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 a lot of the healing that we're looking for, it comes in the direct communication with the people around us, always, right. you know. And like part of this problem with Facebook and the online social media is it creates its own separate bubble of our own like bubble of what the world looks like in our own, in this very tight window. And it's such a fallacy because the world is way bigger than that. Even if you got a lot of friends on, on the social media, it's still way bigger than that. It's way bigger yeah. than opinion, the algorithms and shit like that. And you'll, you'll find like most people don't want violence. Most people don't want, you know what I'm saying? And with the pandemic, there's a lot of fear going on. So of course the politicians, people in power are gonna stroke that fear more and more and more, you know? Yeah. And so we gotta, it's really on us to have to rely on each other 
um, hold the local politicians accountable, pay attention to what's going on in your city. Um, and, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of names that aren't hashtag that have been lost in, in horrible ways to the state. That's true. Um, you know what I mean? I, I can name a lot just in the city of Tampa alone, but, uh, uh -huh. you know, and so that's really, really where it is. And, and uh, I don't think voting has, I think voting has something, it's a thing to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's all the thing to do. I don't think it's the only thing to do. Um, so yeah, if I could just, I just want to, you know, um, there's like, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of opportunities for us to be out there and just connect with each other, man, and, and bring good in the world and, you know, live out your actions rather than just posting about them and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's, so for me, I can only speak for me personally, to get a foot in the door as not to say like to run po for politics or anything, but just to get like local government and shit, what would be those steps for anybody that's going to see this? to get involved. Boys and girls clubs, volunteering, you know what I mean? Your volunteer services, how much do you run into volunteer firemen? I don't know about Tampa, but up by us, you know, most of our community services are all volunteer. The rec center in Port Jervis, become a chaperone there, oversee things, you really gotta touch the youth. Cause you know, you look at it, our thirds are, our lives are a third of the way over already. I mean, I'm 25 average American life is 75. I mean, I saw a lot of impact, but you know, I, I've been a rec coach. I've been a pop Warner coach. Like all these kids still call me coach. And it's like, maybe I'm the only stability they get during the day. So let me get my impact off. You know what I mean? Come to me. Like I'm your coach first. I'm your friend second. But if you came to me and said, you know, coach, you know, I got something going on or, you know, even as an EMT, I see shit all the time. People overdose. I'm like, yo, get you into program. Like you talk about all this stuff wanting to get help. Like, let's get you in the program. Let's get you out of this cycle. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can do a lot. And a lot of it's volunteer based. And yeah. And, and uh, reading a lot of reading probably it comes with that. I know people don't like that, but that's, you know, that's where they hide. <laughs> the hide the truth. That's where the they hide. Truth. That's where they hide. Papers. It's in. It, you know, you got to really look up these motherfuckers' stats. Like you're looking up a football player or a basketball right. player. Like you got uh -huh. politicians that are running for your for your uh, district and see what they really are about and see uh -huh. who's supporting them. Where's their campaign money coming from? Uh, you uh -huh. know, what do they benefit? You know, how much uh, how much control does you know matter as a concrete have over you know what I mean? Who at whatever political party they're putting money into, like it get like those are the kind of things you got to really look into. Um, and that's just reality of it. You know, I, I think it sucks that the voting process is so complicated. It shouldn't be that complicated. It should yeah. not at all. But it's made. No, like they they yeah. definitely make the voting times fit people with uh, not regular schedules. You know, and it's the weirdest fucking thing, man. It's like they want old people to vote, and they don't want people who are working and trying to make a living to vote. And that's the, I think that's the most fucked up part about it. And that's why I think we should have a different system for, for voting, like an online system. I don't even think mail-in should be necessary. You can encrypt this shit. I don't know. Figure this shit out. <laughs> we can fucking figure this out. They're doing like. Somebody already has. Somebody that's already what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Someone owns the, uh, the copyright and the trademark on that and it will never hit the street. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking burying that shit. Yeah. But I, I think that's one thing. That's one hiccup in the fucking system that it sucks. It really does. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about trying to upgrade the voting process, like why not just entirely upgrade the entire representation process? Like, yeah, yeah. we're all like scared because we know there are people that are going to vote for Biden. We know there yeah. are people that are going to vote for Trump. Let them use their vote for that and everybody else can actually that has something to say can say it yeah and then we because there's probably there's probably like 10 major philosophies about like how the world should be run and if we're able to all have our voice we'll be able to find those thought leaders a lot easier and then they can collectively make the decisions that will help all of us rather than you know trump and biden pretty much working for the same team yeah 
And there's so many places that you can get involved with anything that you care about, like really look at your feelings. And, and, and if you're upset about politics, you got that's an opportunity to look at your life inside yourself and see what do I care about? Why does yeah. this bother me so much? What is the yeah. root thing? Because most of the time it's, oh, I feel this is injustice is happening. Once yeah. you know that, then you can jump in and start directly fighting that injustice rather than being caught up in all the other distracting stuff. Yeah. I just always been disenchanted with the fact that you need 200, 270 electoral votes <laughs> for a candidate to win. I just always, I was like, what? But um, as far as I heard this quote that says, never pay attention to the figurehead on the, uh, uh, in power. It's always the forces that surround power that are the real power. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like uh, heaven, uh, alluded to we need to know and study who these uh supreme court justices are need to know your congressman you need to you need to figure out the the secretary of state and the secretary of defense and 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 sort of what they have planned for the nation as well on 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 a on a on a um national level um but we also we also have to pay attention to geopolitics as a whole because a lot of our country doesn't run without Im- without uh, imports exports correct they shut down africa you know africa for some reason says we don't we're not giving you anything the whole country stops you know what i'm saying mexico <laughs> says we we're not giving you anything the whole country stops um we i think we just need to be abreast to these things and realize that you know, in your little bubble with your flag and your fake patriotism, um, it is it only affects that small square of your world and in, in your mind. And then, and in this uh, in this age of like like uh, Dennis uh, alluded to as well, this age of narcissism, you can just pick a group uh, to, to feed that narcissism and that disinformation and you could just be stuck on this the same plane the whole time with with voting I honestly I'm honestly fig- like befuddled on how it's really affected anything because I've you know my dad lived in Jim Crow so you gotta you gotta understand he's been he's been damn near from like before Kennedy to like he to to see Trump elected. So in that time, I'm still trying to figure out what has changed except for the faces in the seats and the money that is increased in politics. Nothing has changed. It is just a new reality show with different characters. that's a fact so for me it's just for me i had little to no uh faith in the voting process especially when i see when at the same time we're talking about tamir rice and then obama signs the police protection act and it not not saying that it unnerved me because it did exactly it it just it just was like it just was like all right well maybe i made a decision in not voting for somebody strictly off the color of their skin but on the content of their character and what i every every time i go up to the polls and vote for somebody it'll have to be strictly off their values and their principles not off of oh we're gonna vote for one person to 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 the detriment of the next party, yeah. and that that I think we really have to discuss and, <laughs> and and talk about like why are you policing my vote and why are you worried if I don't vote yeah, right. when you're not involved in local politics and you don't volunteer like you don't you hardly you go to the supermarket and go home and yet you're going to describe to me. A person who, you know, is around New York City and, and aware of his surroundings and involved in certain activities in his community, you're going to tell me that your one vote is gonna discredit if I don't if I don't use my vote, it's gonna discredit 
every action that I've done in the done in the community. It doesn't. Yeah. And you're gonna tell me your one vote validates everything you didn't do. Exactly. No. Oh, I, voted. The, I voted. I voted. You got the emphasis on the action and not the outcome. Yeah. The postable action, like the hey, I got this sticker, look at me, I did something. Yeah, yeah. that just drives me insane. I fed the homeless dude, how many likes can I get? So, you know, like, <laughs> missing the point, apparently. Yeah. What were you um, saying, Dennis? Yeah, I wanted to bring one thing that uh, the uh, what was the name, Justin, the, that dude we were talking about that, that had that speech um, after George Floyd? I forgot. You 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 knew his name. The dude oh, that had Claude the speech. Anderson? Was that him? Or yeah, yeah, the ball head glasses guy. Yeah, right, right. Powernomics, correct. Yeah. So uh, he, you know, there, he also he also started off that thing with part of how we get to the room is through uh, you know economics, and I, I yes believe I personally believe strongly in uh, that aspect of it, and um, it there's a little uncomfort there because it's so race centric, right? It's so mm -hmm. like physical skin color, but I think, you know, there is a lot to be said about uh, the power of the black dollar, uh, supporting black businesses, uh, like, you know, I mean, there's legitimate black businesses that deserve to be supported, um, mm -hmm. you know, investing in black banks, um, you know, there that financial, one thing I will say about America is I do think it does care about the dollar more than even race. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there's a great way to, there's a great, I, I, I was right on board with him when he was talking about uh, the effort it would take for black people to literally withdraw their money as a whole out of the white ecosystem and create a, an eternal black uh, ecosystem of finance, just like many other cultures have done. You know, you look at, there's Chinatowns and many yeah, cities yeah. You, you know, uh, Jewish people are really good at being uh, at group economics. Um, you know, I mean, they're so following those things a lot. And all of those races are successful in America because of that relation. So um, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I think that's something that anybody can do by starting a business or supporting a business or finding somebody who's doing something with it around you that is on in line with that. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, do you think that has something to do with uh, the these groups that you refer to individually, they all have quote unquote nations that will support them. You know what I'm saying? And African-Americans in, in the United States of America really don't identify with a specific nation. You know what I mean? And I think that that is a part of the problem why they just don't have no problem with killing them. I mean, who's going to go to bat for them? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that that's real though. That cultural uh, identity for Black Americans is real as fuck, and I don't I don't know if I have an answer for that outside of allowing Black Americans to discover it on their own yeah. without trying to steal mm -hmm. or without trying to influence it. You know what I mean? But I also have a deeper thought that that was intentional. Mm. Yeah, if, most yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. You know right. what I mean? That was intended to strip you of your background. You're not from you're not from Kenya. You're not from the Congo. You're from Africa as a whole. Like we just yeah. took you. You're nothing. You know, yeah. that was one hundred percent intended. Yeah. Who do you align with then? Uh, Nobody. You know what I mean? Exactly. You lost. Lost souls. Yeah. Like I don't know if anybody has uh, you know, I have the book here called a uh, Light Skin White Man. I don't know if anybody's ever uh, read it. Um to Fanon and you know what uh the boy said if you ever read uh the souls of black folks and he always said he, he he stated that the problem of the 20th century would be the color line and now you look at the problem of the 21st century is still the color line my question to to everybody here is that is um what would be if you if you had a solution to completely abolish racism if you had if you if you feel like you had one remedy to abolish it and and strive for a true like egalitarian society how would you do it and 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 how do you how successful do you think you'd be true that's bro <laughs> that that's crazy because it's like 
I, aside from understanding that everybody's your brother and your sister, we're all one race, you know, one unified race. If people don't believe that and they see the division, I don't think it's still going to be ingrained in certain people. Some people I've talked to and like, I, I used to drive cab and it was interesting just to hear how people spoke. I had to check it a lot of times because it's like, these dudes are just talking way out. Like, I don't know. This shit's crazy to me. It. And, and they, they believe, believe it. it, and then they have kids, and they teach the kids that. And then how do you uh-huh. unteach something like that? Yeah, how do you unlearn I, that? Yeah, I, I don't well, know, I, man. Is it realistic? Well, is I it think, a realistic expectation? I think I since the dawn of time, people have been fighting over menial matters like skin yeah. color. Since the dawn of time, and it's ingrained, I think, in a lot of our roots. You know what I mean? And everyone has implicit bias. You might not be racist, but everyone has some sort of implicit bias. Mm-hmm. And I think overcoming that alone would be a much more reasonable understanding. Not every cop is going to shoot you. Not every black dude's a thug. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a Trump supporter just by the way I look. Or I got a jump shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> said that, jump shot. Realistically, though, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> No, I, I used to work for a program called Anytown here in Tampa, and uh, that was like one of the first programs that helped me get past my criminal record by giving me a lot of right. uh, work to be able to like uh, have okay. experience. Um, yeah. And, and they, they're an anti-discrimination program, and they did something that I thought was really powerful and really real. Um, now, is it realistic to do this on a societal level without some fascist dictator dictatorship? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making it happen, I don't know, but um, they invite. They personally invited uh, kids of all different, all different identities. So literally, religion, class, race, gender, sexuality. Right. Um, you know what I mean? And they invited them all to this camp for a week, and they teach them all about the isms, right? All the isms, yeah. top to bottom, yeah. racism, sexism, blah blah blah. And what ends up happening? And they have these things called dialogue group, and it is it is a little emotional. It's very emotional, and it's very kind of like intentionally triggering a little like, bit is it like a group therapy or something like that yeah it's not therapy it's like a, it's supposed it's like a camp right. but, um. but now i have my issues with it i'm not going to get into details with it but i do see the good in it and the good is right. that when people share their stories their personal cultural stories like this is what it's like to be black this is what it's like to be muslim this is what it's like to be trans. Yeah. Right. this is what it's like and it's when it's in a space where people are uh made to listen right and then somebody mm-hmm. Here, well, this is my experience with blah 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 blah. Um, matter of fact, Malcolm X said it way simpler than I'm about to say. If you know, what I mean, it'll end when you can get this person in the room and this person in the room, right? Say honest feelings, the black person, the white man, honestly, and nobody gets mad or tries to fight each other. But, yeah. but I found what they call the cross cultural interaction and dialogue is right. the number one thing to end kind of racism because even if we end racism, it's still going to be religious issues, there's still going to be pictures. Absolutely. Yeah. So it has to be on all humans, like Angelo mentioned, on all human humanity front. And it has to be something forced, like somebody yeah. got to force everybody in the room, you know what I mean? And so we no, can do that never that way. <laughs> never. It's because when you're projecting much hate on someone, especially like blindly on a group like that, that is, that is a clear sign that that person has like severe trauma that they have never right. assessed. Yeah. Right. They have something within themselves. It's not really anything outside. It's always an individual right. problem. Mm-hmm. I agree with that for sure. Well, um, I just wanted to know. Okay, so let's say we had the candidates that we we essentially wanted. We looked over. We looked over their policies. You know, and and. And we're we were on their campaign trails with them, and we've been to all their 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 town hall meetings and everything else. Paramount to to your life, not not necessarily to maybe the black struggle or to 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 the uh, capitalists in the room, but to your individual peace, I would say, what would be something that you would demand? from the candidate that you chose? We could just go around the room and answer it all individually. All right. 
So just one thing? It could be one thing. It could be a list of things. <laughs> ah, dude, it's so much. They definitely need to reform the – it's just business, man. They need to get a lot of business out of this shit, like prison systems. They need to get business out of politics. They just need to separate it. Like church and state, separate business and state. You don't need to be making fucking crazy money. People shouldn't be able to line your pockets to get shit passed and – regulations laxed just so they could fucking keep more money in their pockets and not distribute what they have. They don't pay taxes. Why don't they enforce this stuff? That's the stuff I think is like just the business aspect. There's so much money that's just being hoarded at the top and they shit on these social programs, but they have it. They just don't want to take it because they're scared of Amazon leaving America, Apple leaving America. You don't want them to, to leave. You want them to stay right here because so we just break their taxes and it doesn't go anywhere. The money just stays where it's at. Well, I think with any economic system, you're going to have gross perversions of that. So like with capitalism nowadays, we have the maximized profit era where everything is about shitting on everyone under me regardless or whose throat can I step on to get to where I want to be no matter what. You know what I mean? I don't care who it affects. You know what I mean? And it's like, I consider myself a capitalist, you know, take something from nothing and grow it to whatever, but, you know, pay your bet, pay for your employees benefits, make sure that they're straight. You know what I mean? You got to rise their pay when costs of living increases, you know, it's like, those are all quality of life things that can change, but it's like this maximized profit. I just wonder like how much money do these people actually need? Yeah. Actually, Jeff there's Bezos people, there's, worth $200 billion. How much money do you need? There are countries without $200 billion economies. There's people starving and homeless. Right. And it's just, it's just, just hoarding. Yeah. Right. Outside of an empty house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's got the house and you can't get in it. I mean, look at the For fucking sale. mega churches all around the country and sure. shit. Like, it's just like, come on. Joel Olstein with his door closed when the Houston flood happened. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, man. If it was all white parishioners, though, I bet it wouldn't be closed. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's my problem, too. My biggest, my biggest issue is, especially because I have kids, so my biggest issue is the education system right now. <laughs> like, what's going on with the education system? And it's just like every state, different it's just it's it's just sickening to me because you could kind of see the end game of it and you can see where it's heading but you're you're like helpless in a sense like there's nothing that you can do individually to stop it and that that shit's frustrating to me honestly it's it's kind of exposure therapy to me when you think about it exposing kids to other ideas and it's okay not to believe everything that you hear in school like I learned more about black economics and black struggles sitting in Justin's basement after high school than I ever did sitting, you know, in high school. Yeah. Ever. Never you know, learned I'm, high school. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't learn a damn thing in high school. I was always in night school. <laughs> I think it's just a big, I think schooling is just a big, uh, it's a big memory test. How much, yeah. how much information yeah. can you memorize? And then we're going to test you on it. Yeah. I don't really think, and then I think it's valid up to a certain point. Like, I think, yeah. like, after sixth grade, you don't really, you know, at that point, it becomes a gender-driven school. Yeah. It's not like, mm-hmm. I think before then. Kids should have a choice, to, at least, for the branch off. Once you get the I, basic math, science. To rebuttal that, I feel like up until sixth grade is the most important stages. So yes, absolutely. I think that's where they need to, I think that's where they need to restructure the syllabus. They need to restructure all of that shit because... That's where you need to teach kids, because once you get that, once you get indoctrinated to that point, I feel like it's hard to go back on it what is. you learn. They call I it feel the impressionable like, years. Exactly. I feel like yeah. when them they're in that sponge stage, right. I think that's the most important, most important parts. And we're afraid to tell kids that young because they're not ready. The truth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Exposure therapy. Even yeah. if you look at sex ed and how many problems that causes. You know what I mean? Facts. That's you were exposed to that before puberty. How much of this shit would be eradicated by now or even lessened? You know what I mean? And who's to say that? You know? This country is stupid. Right. Uh, you know, stupid. It's become politicized. It's yeah. becoming dangerous trying to involve uh, pedophilia, 
classifications oh, to sexual true. like that it's just it's getting to the point where it looks like a fucking episode of twilight zone anymore and it's just oh, like are yeah. we really doing this right now are we really yeah. doing it yeah it's crazy it's fucking crazy i don't know about some of these conspiracy theories sometimes but i i do i don't have any proof but i do think sometimes the top they're all it's all the same thing like like i think hillary clinton donald trump freaking george bush and obama are all back there talking shit like oh, wait till we hit him with this ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to your point i don't i don't want to hey, go... be ready to do your part yeah, 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 yeah. i don't want to go into detail like so crazily but um i seen a thing online and uh you know i have a daughter she's she's about to turn eight and she's very she's very into lol dolls or whatever what have yeah. you and i yeah. seen i seen yeah, a post about this right so I was into, I've been going down rabbit holes a little, little bit more lately than ever. So it was like two o'clock. I just got off of work. So I'm like, I seen a post on Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to go. So I went in her room, grabbed her little box where her all LOL dolls are at. And you know what I'm saying? Made some cold water, put a bucket of cold water, put some ice in it and what have you. And I'm dumped one in and I'm like, nothing happened. Right. Dumped another one in, nothing happened. So I'm like, all right, this is stupid. So I went, kept on going further. So I got to about the fourth doll, right? And this is what Justin, what uh, Dennis was just saying. I dumped it in. God is my witness. There was a slice of pizza on the doll's back. And I was wow. right there. It all clicked to me. It clicked to me. I almost started tearing up because I'm just thinking like, this is I, real. Like, I this didn't is even a, hear about that. This that's is a crazy. real thing that's going on right now. Like, and then I kept on going, kept on going. And then... The, another doll that I put in the water, it had like uh, like fishnet stockings on the legs, and then like um, a weird like weird uh, bikini on onto it. So it's just like people may may dismiss the, the conspiracy theories and all that, but what would that have connect? Like, what would be the purpose of that? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very skeptical of it anymore. Like, I'm, some That's of the Epstein the... stuff is damning, damning evidence out there with Epstein. Anyway, go ahead. Uh -huh. And honestly, it was all out there like de like a decade ago. It was very obvious. If you like start to understand anything about symbology, like pretty much every single music video and a lot of it's everywhere. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And maybe I just saw it so early because I had a really fucked up childhood. But it's definitely like, it's always been going on. Yeah, it's crazy. And, it's, again, like, and I have no proof of any of this. <laughs> or see you know i mean you can't help but to see it like the right. symbolism is all around like wherever you look there's symbolism of where and you're never going to have proof quote unquote proof of it until you know what i'm saying you're going to actually catch something in the action you know what i'm saying or sex trafficking in the action but look at what happened i, I forget where it was at where they just recovered them 39 children in georgia, I believe. georgia. in georgia yeah so it's like it's evident that it is happening and nobody's really saying nothing about it yeah, and that's the alarming part, and that's the alarming part. Cause you see this dude Joe Biden sniffing hair, oh, grabbing man. up on yeah. these kids, girl, and he's about to be a president. No one's bringing uh, this shit up. And yo, and, and sex trafficking goes up when both the RNC and the DNC is in a city. That is wild. No matter what, no matter what political Act. political yeah. sex trafficking goes up dramatically. I mean, look what happened with the whole Wayfair situation. Like people who may may dismiss it all they want. And then, yeah. and then a Wayfair comes out and puts out a statement like, oh, no. And they obviously denied it. And I'm just like, people eat it up like, oh, see, they like, what do you think they're going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah you caught me red handed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you yeah. caught me. Yeah. Like, ah, come man. on. It wasn't for these pesky kids. Yeah, <laughs> you go to every Walmart. When you check out at every single Walmart, you look at the bulletin board. Endless amount of missing children. Yeah. No one bats an eye. No one bats an eye. And that shit is alarming. Like. Talk about it, man. I just... When... And I don't know if people, you know, know me. I used to have braids and... No, Jay, we don't took, know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've never, probably never seen me with these weird-ass-looking braids and y'all just look crazy. So. <laughs> so, I take... It's like 2012, right? I take... 
I take a trip going down this rabbit hole to like, I'm in, I end up in Chantilly, Virginia, and it's the 2012 Bilderberg meeting, right? And yeah, exactly. Exactly, right? I end up there. Speak on it. And and I didn't expect, I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, maybe something will get debunked. I see Alex Jones. I see uh, Jim Mars. I see Mark Dice. I see, I meet a whole bunch of like different people, people who I still communicate with till this day, right? Very good friends of mine, brothers and sisters. Um, I see Henry Kissinger, like, like in his fucking, uh, in his limo knocking on his window, you know, trying to talk to him. And what I what I did realize was that, you know, they were talking about, at that point, this is 2012, they were talking about, like, they, they've been trafficking kids to Bohemian and everything like that. And not saying I was incredulous to it, I was just like, I was like, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Then you fast forward to today, and then me having prior knowledge to it, now I'm just like, so so the truth is stranger than fiction at this point. Um, go ahead, Dennis. No, I, I just got tricked. I got ADHD. That's why I be having outbursts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. Somebody told, I saw a quote the other day, it's super dope. It said, uh, most people's imagination isn't enough for reality. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I might have to put that on a shirt. <laughs> Word. Word. Put that on some merch. I'm going to put go. that on a shirt. Watch. I'm glad y'all are running this podcast, man. I'll be listening to it um, you know, yeah. as many episodes as I can. So I appreciate y'all having us for one, for one. Just I love I love the concept, and I think y'all execute it very well, man. Y'all don't try to over-talk people's heads off or you know what I mean? Nothing like that. Just real talk from real, real perspective, man. So I just want yeah. to shout y'all out. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate it. I'm, I'm, Diggity, I'm, no we doubt. Plan on, we plan on having these type of discussions, you know what I'm saying, as much as possible, really. I mean, this is really what it's about, really. The platform that we, this is the predators, why we originally made, called it, you know what I'm saying, smoking Reggie's. It has nothing to do with marijuana. It has nothing to do with um, smoking and shit. It's just the regular. Just you know, a little bit. Yeah. Not, not really, not, and and not. It's really not even because it's like um, it's because it's from that perspective of everybody talks about loud and everybody. It's always an expert opinion, loud. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Ex- reg the, the the Reggie weed. Nobody really, you know, what I'm saying talks about reg regular weed, and <laughs> nobody really talks about the regular person's opinion. You know what I'm saying? So right. this was just a platform on. Just regular, no experts, no fucking uh, judgment being passed, and just everybody get their voice out. Like, yeah. that's. I really think that's one of the most important things, though, is is having dialogue with people who might not agree with you. Like, to an extent, we're all rational, logical people. Like, even if I don't agree with everything, say Heaven is saying, I can find bits and pieces of that. Saying like, all right, I can understand where she's coming from with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's so much polarity it's either you're pro this or anti that and what's lost is the common ground you know yeah, what i mean yeah, that tribalism. that's yeah, it that there is no middle anymore that's yeah. it that's real as hell just like no middle class that'll be dead with either president so that <laughs> doesn't matter I was Anybody. thinking about the symbolism of the title of this podcast, like the red and blue pill, and both are going to kill you. They're both poison. If anybody has I any... Um, that. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was it. I was, I, it just hit me that yeah, the red pill, blue pill, was, that's the election. The red right. patriots are the Republicans and the... Right. Yeah, that's that's what me and Justin was talking about. That's why we wanted to name the discussion that basically because it kind of ties it ties in and with the uh, you know what I'm saying I had to watch the Matrix over again a couple of nights ago and it it just basically ties in what's going on. Like you got so much people that really don't want to see shit for what it is. You know what I'm saying, and they just blind themselves with the willful ignorance. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like these discussions are important, especially between people that. Like like Steve said, we might not all agree on everything, but to come to a common ground and just have show and especially to show younger kids that may watch this, like 
look, we don't have to ha- to have uh, an ass kissing competition, and we can still talk to shit and be civilized and cordial about right. shit. Right. Right. I think that's right. key because that's what's lost. Like it's either I'm on this side and you're on this side. It's like, oh no, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. right. It's like that shit is toxic. That's toxic. Right. Yeah, mm. Definitely. And it just perpetuates everything. I think. Uh, I love what you guys have been doing, man. I'm a big fan, man. <laughs> I love you too, Andrew. Yeah, I love you, man. <laughs> Free love, man. Free yeah. love. This was, this was awesome. This was awesome. Anybody yeah. got any last words, any messages, anything you guys want to plug? You guys working on anything? Feel free. My Twitch stream. <laughs> Go ahead, for real. I think the shameless plug, man. I do poetry and uh, spoken word, and I got a lot of videos up. Just look me up, Dennis Amadeus, A M A D E U S. That's everywhere uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok, not Twitter. Uh, I've been staying away from Twitter, but. Uh, too. <laughs> I just heard it. I was thinking about getting into it, and I just see other people dealing with it. I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my daughter wants cool. me to make a TikTok so bad. But. It's all data mining, man. I'm telling you. Hey, TikTok's where it's at, though. You get a lot of uh, publicity right now for free. Oh, for it's sure. Not a big platform, yeah. Well, they get it. Anyway, that's Marcus. Common, common with the impressionable population. Like Marcus's daughter, she's coming in that impressionable age. Yeah. I'm sure she sees some wild shit on TikTok yeah, sometimes yeah. and be like, yo, yeah. <laughs> no more of this, right? Yeah, I'd be limited. So. Like, that's, I, I try to limit it as much as possible. And right. it's just a, always, it's an everyday, it's an everyday battle, really. Yeah. yeah. I think about it with a kid. That's true. Good point. <laughs> well, this has been dope, guys. We appreciate you. Me and Justin appreciate you. Oh, wait, I appreciate your support. Got to plug some. Go ahead. Go ahead, um, my man. I do nude self-portraits on OnlyFans. <laughs> so just check me out. Let's uh, go, Bellator. <laughs> I can't draw it for shit, so I stick <laughs> But I got it. No, I'm, I'm fucking uh, with it. I love this guy. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. All right, I'm just... Oh, man. Yeah, I must say, that shit was fun. Like, that was fun, bro. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Tune in again. We'll have another pod coming out next week. Peace.